You're listening to the Thunder Underground Podcast. My name is Trent. We've got a great one for you today. Jason and I recently sat down with Scott Squires and Jana Jordan Squires. If you're from this region of the country, you've likely seen them play at some point, whether it be with one of their previous bands, Down for Five or Sybil's Machine, more recently with Octane Blue, or their current project, which is Rocket Science. We get into all that stuff. I want you to look them up online. It's just rocketsciencetulsa.com. You can also find them on Facebook. Just search Rocket Science Tulsa. While you're doing that, search for us as well. It's The Thunder Underground on Facebook. It's The Thunder Underground on Instagram. And our website is thethunderunderground.com. We've also got a YouTube channel now, which is also The Thunder Underground. We've got companion playlists that we put up for every podcast episode we do, since we can't you know, play clips. If there's anything that you hear us talk about that you're not familiar about, like, for instance, in this episode, Scott drops a reference to a pretty obscure band from the, the late 80s, and we've got that on there. I won't spoil it for you. So be sure and check that out. We appreciate you taking the time to listen. Hope you enjoy it. Sitting here with Jana Jordan Squires and Scott Squires. How are you guys doing? Doing good. good. Doing real good. How are you? Good to see you. Good. Good. Jason. I'm here. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, we've known, at least I've known of Scott for a while. I saw Civil's Machine a few times in the 90s. 90s? Think, yeah. Was it the 90s? Back when 80s right? hair metal was no longer <laughs> yeah, it was right. good. It was a bad word. <laughs> it was a bad word to say. <laughs> I think we're good now, but back then, yeah. it was definitely, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and I, I, I constantly was waving the flag back then, and, yep. and I just didn't care. I still had my long hair, and every guitar player I had in my band better play solos. That's right. That's good. That's good. That's good. You, you had your courage to do that when you know we even didn't. Yeah, we were like, uh oh, we better not. We better not act like we kind of like that stuff. Yeah. We might get made fun of. And now we now we know that was stupid to be that way. Although I remember like being in a band with. Uh, Mark Mortensen and uh, Matt Brantley and um, a few other guys in a band called Nothing Face and I, we went from Skid Row to Pantera to Alice in Chains, uh, like that's what our we yeah. started to sound like. You know, yeah. we went we went in those formations. It was uh, pretty bizarre. And then it was, of course, it went from uh, Alice in Chains into like a live. Remember live? Yeah. And, and then we started sounding like them. So, yeah, the 90s you know, definitely affected everything I was in, but I still wore my long hair and made people play solos. Good. <laughs> Good. Well, yeah, I think uh, I didn't really, I think I've met you, like, whenever they started playing with you. Like when Zen Hipster and I know they played with you two or three times at least. A couple of times. Yeah, 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 like, yeah like a, a bunch. Yeah, you yeah. you at we our first really good gig was uh, opening for you guys. Right. You gave us that at um, Varsity Sports Grill, I oh, think. Wow. Yes, I'm we pretty played sure. there many a times. Yes, yeah, oh. I remember that. I remember that. One that sticks out to me was that thing out in Cookson, with like the Twisters were headlining and you oh guys were on there. Oh my god! Got... Yeah, I remember that. Wow! Like you remember just that? Yes. Like a, where is Cookson? Is my what life? year well, was there? Like that? a bunch of bands up there. Yeah, it was a bunch of bands. 
like Shamrock, wasn't weren't they there? I think so. And um, or what, oh my you know god, that was, was that like 2000, 2001, or is that yeah, it had to be in the 99, 2000. Yeah. And uh, wow. and uh, the Twisters headlined it with all their tie dye, <laughs> right? And what was Mike's band, drummer Mike, uh, back then? Heavy. First Strike? No, no, not First Strike. It was before that. Down for Five used to open up for them. Oh, Played geez. a lot of shows with them. Anyway. I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah, edit that in later. Yeah, it all goes. <laughs> it all runs together. But, um, and then we saw you guys at, like, the Cat Fest. Mm. Yeah, that was Sammy awesome. Hagar. Yes, oh, I was, yeah. Yeah, I remember they were there. The one yeah. with the, oh, yeah. Yep. That, that was, was, that was an, an amazing show. I remember being very nervous about that show I would bet I would because bet. it was like you had that main stage and you had the stage over there to the right and as soon as that band got done I think it was the Flies or something like that remember the Flies sure. <laughs> yeah. we just brought them up the other day in that yeah. podcast <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as that they were done everyone just you just saw a movement of just people coming over your way and you had like just you know one minute to go before you hit the stage, and, and then everyone didn't know who the heck you were, you know. And, wow. And it was just like, all right, time to, time to get it on. Yep. And started playing that set, and then it was over within. Seemed like two two songs. It seemed like it was over. You yeah. Know? Like you just as soon as it was over, you're into it. You're yeah. like, okay, now their nervous energy's gone. I'm ready to rock. And it's like, well, you gotta pack down your stuff and get out of there so yeah that was a very very fun show cool so we got a cool picture of you at that show like it shows the whole crowd really yeah so you see his little kind of silhouette and then there's just a sea of oh, people that's cool it's yeah. like it's cool to have one of those i don't yeah. so yeah congratulations yeah. Should frame, <laughs> should frame that. yeah it was cool being able to look up like in you know the upper the upper level seats and seeing people up there yeah. actually rocking yeah although i had a b- bad eyesight back then i didn't you know wear many <laughs> contacts or glasses back then but uh i still remember seeing people rocking up and then we all had to go in the back area and, and sign autographs and people would they didn't even think that we, we were local they just thought we were just you know wow. just, yeah just a touring band as anyone else which we were just in a van <laughs> <laughs> nice is that where you nice. met john five no 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 i met john five in oklahoma city when two uh headlined a festival out there at the amphitheater or they're, they're, uh, oh yeah they played at like frontier city or frontier something? city yes yeah. two played at frontier yeah city. you know, yeah. yeah and that's the first yep. time I, met, I remember that met john five there was a bunch of other course of empire those type of bands you know like wow, a lot of man. them one hit wonder 90s bands you know or early 2000s yeah and john right. five is awesome by the way yes he uh, is that guy can play that guy can play yeah did you go to that show no, I did not. I was not. I remember hearing about it though, and I thought it was crazy that they were at Frontier City. Right. You know, what's Rob Halford doing at Frontier City? Hey, I was backstage. I was backstage, and his car pulled right up, and and out he came, a little rental car that you know took him to the show, and Rob Rob Halford came out, and it was just me and him face to face, and we just had a discussion about you know how I grew up listening to his music and stuff, and he was seemed like a really nice wow. guy and. <laughs> It was cool, very cool show. Awesome. I got to meet a lot of people out that that day. People were out there lifting weights outside their buses and stuff, you know, it's like <laughs> exercising and stuff. They're stuff I would never show. normally see. You know? They're just out there pumping iron and stuff. Yes, that's awesome. Well, around that same time, what 
what were you doing? Man, what was I doing? That that was probably early 2000s is when Down for Five started to form. And its very first formation was actually uh, myself, my late ex-husband Ken on bass, and then we had a drummer by the name of Aaron White. And this was before we even had Psych as our vocalist, but we were just starting to put some material together. And of course, I knew him from my previous band in the 90s and and um, called him up and asked if he'd be interested in getting involved in another project. And so we started started delving into that. I, I think, like I said, around 2001, 2002 time frame that that all started. And, um, you know, it wasn't until about 05 that Scott came into the picture of that band. It was pretty, pretty wild how it happened. There's there's member changes and... Uh, you know, my husband at the time and I split, and uh, obviously he wasn't going to stay in the band. You know, it would have been pretty awkward. Right. He he was told he could, but he he said no thanks, so he he got out. And our drummer at the time was Adrian Alexander, who also unfortunately passed away a few years back. So oh, yeah, that's right. lost him. Jeez. But uh, yeah, without Adrian, we wouldn't have known about Scott because we were we were looking for a bass player, and uh, he said, well, you know. Let, you know, let's talk to my old bass player. So we called him up, and you'd been out of music for, what, a few years a at the years. time? I just got out of it, you know, just got too too crazy back then. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, today is so much easier to, to deal with, you know, playing in clubs and because people aren't, I don't know if it's just my age or the people that are there to the shows are a little bit older, but back then, you know, there was just constant after parties. Yeah. And there was... You know, a lot of, a lot of after show, uh, stuff that would go on and, and just shenanigans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot of shenanigans, a lot of waking up or not waking up, and yeah. then, you know, waking up noon or three o'clock in the afternoon, wondering where you're at, kind of thing. So it was time, and I was going through a lot of some uh, uh, personal situations with my daughter. You know, having to. Uh, deal with getting full custody of her and things like that so yeah. I had to get my stuff together yeah. and, and uh, kind of stay away from that whole crazy scene and but then when, once I got a call from Adrian Alexander which I played drums with uh, in Sybils he was playing drums with Down for Five and they were looking for the bass player and he brought up me and I think I kind of knew who I was and, and uh, so they gave me a call and I listened to their music and and I was like, cool. I mean, I think I don't even know if I even had an amp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? But by the time you came in, he was he was really hungry, and he completely changed the whole vibe of the band. Cause, yeah. Because until he came in, it was, uh, you know, it's kind of a t-shirts and jeans type type deal, just kind of stripped yeah. down. And and the thing I appreciate about Scott to this day is is that he kind of when he performs, he he likes to he puts emphasis on the presentation part as well yeah. as the music part, which to me is, is important. I mean, I know a lot of people are like, oh, we're just all about the music. We, you know, it doesn't matter what you wear, but the era I come from and what I enjoy, I, I just, I like being entertained visually and audibly. I, I like, yeah, I like it, both it aspects. It does way. It does. And you know, there, there's the joke, you don't want the band to look like the roadies. And I mean, <laughs> honestly, it's, it's a preference thing. I have nothing against people who, who liked the stripped down look, but for us, you know, he he came into the band and just kind of put that whole theatrical spin on it. Yeah. And it really just 
changed the vibe. He kind of taught me about, you know, why it's why it's valid and important to dress up. Yeah. Because it, yeah. you know, I'm here. I am clueless. I mean, yeah. I'm still clueless. You know what I what I wear to this day. <laughs> How but, many uh, years I grew up watching <laughs> bands. You know, when I was a little kid, watching you know young '70s bands, yeah, and early '80s bands, and and what they did visually. And I, you know, and I just spent hours and hours, you know, drawing it all up in my yeah. head and, and on yep. paper and getting my buddies around and air guitaring, you know, in front of my mother's parties and stuff. And <laughs> I wasn't just gonna do all of that and then get into a band and just not be very theatrical yeah. and just kind of stand there with my, you know, my looking at a, looking at my ground or looking at my shoes or whatever. So it was all about dressing up, you know, and, Growing up with Kiss and yeah. Wasp, and well, you know, it, yeah, I mean, because no kid ever sits, stands in front of his mirror, and you know, plays air guitar at a freaking Marcy playground or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so yeah, that, that kid is like? going to email you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, you know, it's yeah, Kiss and like you said, Kiss and Wasp and Motley Crue. That's right. I mean, we were the same way. You know, right. that's it's a just, great point because our like Ace Frehley isn't the the beat. You know. He's probably just a middle-of-the-road guitarist sure. when it comes to talent. Exactly. Sure. But right. he's probably one of the most influential guitarists that there ever was. Yeah, right? exactly. Because well. every guy in a band in the 80s wishes they were Ace Frehley, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and it was because they thought, you know, they didn't just look at the way he played. Yeah. And then they loved that, too, because everything else they loved, and they just kind of grew to that sound. Sure, there was other better players. You know, they're always someone else yeah. better. But he was just cool, and everyone yeah, wanted yep. to be him. And he's from outer space, and mm-hmm. he's right. got smoke and rockets shooting out his guitar. Out his guitar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I want to be that guy. That's right. You know? And I loved all of them. I, I was never played favorites, you know. I was I kind of like <clears throat> Paul the best, but I, I never really played favorites when it came, came to those bands. It was four guys, and I knew every one of them. They was yeah. like the Beatles to me. Yep. You know? Four individuals, you knew all their names. You don't know anyone's name hardly in bands these days yep. you know you can't go oh that's uh so and so and so and so the drummers blah 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 yeah. you, know, you can't even name the the drummer heck back then we knew who the producers were right. yeah we studied all the liner notes yeah. and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah well it, you know and it's like i i look at things like um you know my my daughter she's almost 12 and you know she came home the other day with a blackville bride shirt <laughs> and you know i'm i'm kind of glad because you know when when we were coming up, we had that kind of theatrical thing, and then it just got smashed. Right. And that all, you know, next thing we know, it's Smashing Pumpkins and Pearl Jam, you know. Yeah. So I'm glad she has that to, like, look at and, you know, get excited about. Right. So it's, yeah. I'm, that kind of stuff seems to be coming back a little bit, and that's a great thing. And, you know, not, not to knock a lot of those bands, because I, I bought a lot of their albums, you know. Um, oh, yeah. You know. I got into some, some Pearl Jam stuff. I listened, I listened to their music. I, it's not like I just didn't give anyone a chance I, yeah. you know I, I listened to and went to many shows and stuff and gave everyone you know a good chance you know, a good listen you know I, it's not like I was like oh it's naughty stuff just yeah I don't want nothing to do with it <laughs> you know I had I'd, I'd yeah. put on some toadies or I'd put in some Pearl Jam or Soundgarden and yeah you know oh yeah it's there's great stuff it's just we, we know what we really really love right right, right. yep so you guys, you didn't know each other until you met. Right. When you came in to play bass. Through the band, right. yeah. And down for five. Yes. Yeah. 
And it's a requirement. It was a requirement for every bass player and down for five to date me. So. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it just kind of happened that way. But uh, yeah, it was. A, yeah, he came in and and that that was really kind of what caused that band to pick up steam and do some really cool stuff. You know, we're we're super proud about what that band accomplished. I mean, that you know, we were together for what about a, probably about eleven years total put out a couple albums and and uh you know if you look back at the timeline of what we accomplished we never quote unquote made it but but we made enough accomplishments to where we can look back on it and and be proud of the stuff we did you know at that time I think we were viewed as as uh you know one of those bands that people knew the name they would come to see us and support us and um you know how we recently we lost Jesse from Crooked X, and um, yeah. kind of we were reflect, reflecting on that time frame. And I remember one of the dads. This was when the kids were probably twelve. And I remember one of the dads coming up to me and saying, "I I told the boys to watch Scott and watch how he performs, and you know take yeah. take some pointers." And that's just that's the kind yeah, of stuff that's, that's cool. flattering, man. Yeah. It's like you you know you're doing something right. If if the younger generation is kind of keeping an yeah. eye on what you're doing and yeah, so, that makes it worth it. Yeah, but in, it's funny, like you said when you said that Scott, you know, once he came along, it kind of upped the game. Because I remember thinking that, you know, I saw you guys and you guys had more of a a, a stage look and everything, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh okay, yeah, all right, they're kind of they're it's taking different. it up a little bit. Yep. So that was really cool. That was really cool. And and we and we also need to give a lot of credit to Jimmy Fusen. He um. You know, of course, he's gone on to take some some really amazing pictures of some pretty big time artists. But yeah. back then, he was kind of getting started, and he he did a lot of our initial photography work, and then he he helped implement the uh, like a lot of the stage props, the pyro foggers, yeah. and and without him and his contributions to the band, that we wouldn't have had as spectacular a presentation yeah. cool. as we did. Cool. So we we'll make we sure did a lot of cool stuff. I mean, a lot of a lot of the cool local festivals here. You know, we were always one of the main bands playing, and and got to play. You know, the good time slots, and and, and I mean, you know, you know how it was. You guys were out there too, yeah. doing it, and. And uh, and then we got to go to Hollywood and play, you know, Sunset. Oh, that's right! I forgot all about that. <laughs> how how was that? What was that like? Uh, that was cool. I mean, it was a long drive, and I bet, and, I bet. <laughs> especially when you're all in a van together, it was, right? And and pulling a trailer on top of that, it was uh, it's cool. It's it's hectic and cool at the same time. I mean, once we pulled in, we we had to actually play a show before we even got settled in to our hotel room and. And um, right off the bat, you know, I'm having to change my clothes right on sunset, you know, out of my shorts and stuff and into my leather gear and leather pants. Yes. My stud belts and whatnot. And and I'm basically almost bare naked out there pulling up my pants. And here comes uh, Lemmy from Motorhead with his entourage of people. And I guess it's... Phil, Phil's birthday yeah. that day, oh, wow. and they were coming up to the cat house where we were playing, and uh, talking about, you know, shock. You know, yeah. here you are, oh, your no first kidding. time in Hollywood. You're gonna play, and here comes Lemmy up the street. <laughs> yes. you know, like, that, that is rock. And roll. I, I think you got you, you, I think you got your pants pulled up before you went running out <laughs> right, there to right. shake his hand. And right? He, he was wearing a hat, leather hat, which I had a leather hat too. 
and I had the skull and crossbones on there, and he was back when he was wearing his little cowboy leather hat or whatever, and he had the skull and crossbones, yeah. a little pin, and I said, hey, Lemmy. I said, I got the same, I got a pin on my hat too, man. <laughs> and, and he stopped and and started talking to him. And I said, hey, we're, we're uh, first time down here. We're a band called Down for Five, and we're uh, all the way from Tulsa, Oklahoma. And he looks at me and he goes, he goes, uh, I played in, at the Canes Ballroom in Tulsa, Oklahoma <laughs> back five years ago or something like that. And he goes. He, and he goes. Do you know how many? Do you know how how many people were at that show? And I said, I don't know, three thousand, two thousand. And he said, No, twenty people. And he walked off. What? Oh my God. <laughs> that's just, that's insane. Basically, so, <laughs> okay, I love you, Lemmy. So what, what, what year was this that you met him? So he's pissed off at you. Would have been six. Yep, so it would have been like 2000, 2001 that played. Because I remember, remember them they, coming with Dio. they came to Kane's Barn with Dio. Surely there couldn't have been. Yeah. Are you sure he said five years ago? would have been a different. He said Kane's Barn. Maybe he was drunk. But I remember... I didn't go to that show because the tickets were like astronomical, like more than usual for some reason. I which guess because it was too forty bucks back then. Yeah, which was, yeah, back then it was like forty bucks, right. you know. But anyways, but that know. was his answer. I mean, I just told him where I was from, and that's, that's the first thing that came to his mind was that show. So when he thinks born. of Tulsa, he thinks of twenty people. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So Great. chances are they're not going to be playing here for yeah. forty yeah. calls of a day. Huh? You know, and I, in a way, I'm kind of not surprised. Yeah. Thanks, Tulsa. Yeah. So did they? Did he? You said he was going to the cat house where you were playing. Yeah. So he yeah. was there while you played. Yeah, actually, he uh, he stays in the he's went goes and stays in the back. Mm -hmm. And this is back when he was probably drinking. Yeah. I don't know what he does now. I know he's supposedly cut a lot of that out, but uh, you know, I know he was back there in the back. He didn't want to come out and sit down while the bands were playing. Mm -hmm. He just kind of stayed in the back with his buddies. And I remember I asked him if he would. I wanted to buy him a drink just so I could say I bought Lemmy a drink. Yeah. And he said, no, he's good. And he showed me a glass and of something. And I said, okay. And then we went on to play. Wow. And then they, uh, we, we were, uh, there was another band that played after us or a couple of bands or whatever. And it was since it was his birthday, they all went up there on the stage and, and, um, was playing covers and stuff with them I guess to celebrate his birthday or wow. Phil's birthday and and our singer he got to get on stage and, and sing backups and stuff while Lemmy was up there playing bass and the drummer from was it Madison Blue or, or Madam Blue Madam Blue Madam Blue yeah wow yeah and then a little just a little quick side note off of that trip uh, something that never came to fruition but I guess by my choice but um out of that trip, yeah, that drummer, the drummer from what was her, what's her name? I'm so bad, but yeah, Madam Blue. If I feel bad, I don't remember it. But anyway, got an email from people who had seen us out there on the trip and had a chance to try out for the Iron Maidens, but I, oh, really? I turned it wow. down. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because at the time I, you know, I. Well, a lot of it was that it, it didn't pay enough to, yeah. to survive on out there. And yeah. I didn't want to leave my family or band. Oh, yeah, you would have had to uproot everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just more than I could do. So. And Will Smith's wife, remember she was kind of like in a metal band? Oh, yeah, yeah. Wicked Wisdom. 
Wicked yeah. Wisdom. That's right. Very good. Their, their drummer was out there, and he really? was hanging out with us too. And he wow. Was, that's, that's right. That's yeah. nice. That's, that's awesome. You know, here here he is playing for Will Smith's wife. Who probably has a lot of money. <laughs> so yeah, the, that that trip in a nutshell, that trip was cool, but it, it was kind of depressing in a way because it, it's a shell of its former self. Obviously, yeah. you know, there's a, it's not the buzzing scene that it was back no, in the eighties. But it was still very cool to be able to play a few clubs and say, you know, say we played there. I yeah. mean, that's still a neat thing. But. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I remember seeing, didn't you guys play, was it the very first Rocklahoma, the main stage? Or was yes. Was it like second or something? It was the first was, one. Because I've got pictures of, of you guys, if you're interested. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it was like right o- before, uh, right before Bang Tango. Yep. <laughs> wow. Yep. And that was... Had a lot of high hopes, man, and that, that thing was building and building, and we, you know we got in to play, and I, I I didn't like our time slot, but I liked our day. Yeah. But I, this is the first Rocklahoma, so I had no clue what how this was going to yeah. go, go about, and I didn't like our time slot, but I liked our day, and I thought, okay, this is cool because it wasn't it um, Saturday, right? Th- well, didn't wasn't it Thursday through Sunday back then? Did we play on a Friday? It was either a Friday or a Saturday. It was the day after Poison played the night before. Okay. So everybody was good. They played Friday night. Yeah. Okay. So it would have been Saturday. Thursday night. was Tracy Guns' little. Oh, yeah. Little that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Friday night was uh, Poison. Mm-hmm. And then we played Saturday at 11 a.m. At 11 a.m. or 11:30 or something like that. Yeah. I didn't like that time. <laughs> yeah. But I for, you know, I, I, my whole time thinking, well, there's people that are going to be camping out. Once the band start firing up, then everyone's gonna come out of their tents and get ready to rock again. Yeah. Mm. Nope, was not the case. Because <laughs> Poison, they tore the house down that night, you know, and everyone was just going crazy. It was packed, and the confetti was falling, and yeah. you know, people were drunk out of their minds. And, <laughs> and um, I remember that morning looking out, going. Oh no! <laughs> that that really took the wind out of our sails. Sure, it, yeah. it it seems like, it seems like that was almost a turning point for the worse for the I band. See. We we were putting probably way too much stock in that, thinking that hey, this is our, this is our opportunity, and you know there were things we should have done differently to to make more of our chances to meet media but you know we weren't aggressive enough with yeah. how we approached people or, or didn't approach them and uh, and like he said it was just what do you, we probably played in front of what do you think i don't know the, some people said there was quite a few and you know if you look at the whole spectrum of yeah. everybody yeah but it, it, look it looked people that are back there yeah way yeah. in the well, back that are way that place is huh? there could be a lot i mean it, there could be a lot of people out there but it's so spread out right i mean it looks like you know there's yeah. I don't know, 12 people out there yeah. because it's just so huge. It, yeah. From our vantage point, it, it looked like a few hundred yeah. maybe, but right. who knows. And then there but, were people holding signs, the ones that actually woke up, and there was a lot of people that were apologizing because they <laughs> slept too late. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, yeah. like, man, missed it. I was sleeping. I was hungover. You know? Oh, my God. And, and here we were, you know. and We had a great time. Don't sure. get me wrong. It was I a mean, blast. I wish that we could relive that experience again because there was nothing like that first one that's right you know you just look in the back and just see 30 40,000 people just yep. packed you know 50,000 I don't forget how many there were yeah it was nuts and we had really good seats back then I mean we we, we and her got a, 
the trailer, and then we had the, the, uh, the camper, yeah. The great seats that we actually paid extra for, and and um, you can stand on those wooden benches and look behind you, and there's just tons of people there. And we got to hang out backstage, and we met all the rockers, you know, like Kevin Durrell, you know. And, oh, wow. Yeah. And that was, like, that was like, like his last gig, wasn't it? It was like one of his last well, no, shows. I think he played more after oh, that. Oh, one of them. Yeah, okay. I mean, it was shortly after that. I remember okay. having a conversation with Frankie and, and I mean, just hanging out with Steve, Tracy Guns. Steven Adler Steven was really Adler cool. Steven Adler was just wow. a mess he, out there. He, he had about five guys <laughs> keeping him in line, but he wanted to give us a hug like we were, we'd been best friends forever. <laughs> Really wow. lovable dude. He's super, super sweetheart. He's just, uh, yeah, I think he's kind of has people that keep him in line. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. A lot of babysitters. Yeah. Babysitters. Yeah. <laughs> so did you guys form Octane Blue while Down for Five was still together? Was it, Did that come after you guys? Yeah, it would have still yes. it would have still been together, but probably not doing a whole lot at that time, I don't right. think. Right. <sighs> The thing was, was actually, she got approached by the people from Phenom, Bruce and Dave, um, to do Phenom, which was an '80s project. When they were looking, he, they were looking for a female vocalist, and, and and at that time, you know, I told them I'd help them out until mm-hmm. they can find whatever they're looking for, and, and then they eventually just kind of settled on me, and. Uh, and it was just their way of just kind of making some extra money, yeah. you know, because back then, you know, when you're playing originals, you know, you had to either be first, second, or third, and each slot sucked because you had other bands and you had to yeah. pull your gear, you know, you play for 30 minutes or an hour, hurry up, yeah. pull all your gear off, and you're already sweating, you got to hurry up and get all this stuff, and there's a bunch of changeover, you know, and you didn't, the middle, the middle slot was the best, yeah. crowd-wise. Yeah. But you had to hurry up and get all your gear on, and you had to hurry up and get all your gear off. Yeah. So back then it was just a mess, you know, just doing originals here in town, and he never made him much money doing it. Uh, never, know? yeah. And yeah. so we were just like, okay, let's do this and make some extra money on the side, and then we'll do original shows when they come about. Yeah. And then not have to worry about it as much. And and so that's how kind of that started, and then we kind of had a fallout with Phenom, and then that's when we decided to uh, find some other musicians and start a new new cover project called Octane Blue. Cool. cool. That would have been oh nine yeah. if that was going on. So yeah, yeah. It, you know, you reach that age and that point in your life where you're like, man, you know, I love to play and I've got this ability and uh, <laughs> it'd yeah. be really great to pay some bills with yeah. it, you know. And and of course, a lot of people don't understand that or they they'll they don't look down on it or but you know at the end of the day those people aren't inside your four walls they aren't the ones balancing your checkbook they yeah. aren't you know it, you have to do what you have to do and a lot of a lot of people get a second job and uh you know we just had the opportunity to make music our second job yeah. basically we've got our day jobs which we're grateful for but um i never had a problem playing covers yeah. i mean it just it's just that's what this town wants. Yeah, it, it totally know? is. They want, they want butts in the seats, and they want people buying drinks. Yeah, and you and know, original stuff is great, and I love it. And you bet. We all know that. Yes. But you, yeah, you've got to. Reality sets in. Yeah, you've you got know? to get people shaking their asses. That's. It, it, it's like, uh, you know, I remember Matt Donaldson from Drum World. He told us once. Like, because we were always like, well, you know, we want to do originals, we want to do covers, what, what should we do? And he was like, well, look, you know, 
you can't if someone's going to talk crap you know because you're doing covers just go well you know where are you playing this weekend because mm-hmm. i'm playing here and here and here right and i made this much and this much what'd you do yep oh you played at the eclipse for three people you know and it's, that's it's a harsh reality yeah and and you know props to those people who just continue to push through and do it they have all my respect in the world because it's a it's a sacrifice you know you're you're putting a lot of blood sweat and tears into mm-hmm. your material and it's and it's very when it's yours and you've created it, it it's a lot like a baby it's yeah. like your baby yeah. but uh you know i don't know if it's different in different parts of the country i just know what you get paid to do here mm-hmm. and it's not original music yeah. Yeah. so and trust us we we both still love to write and play original music i mean I got tons of stuff that I've recorded with bands and did two albums and with her and then the stuff I did with Sybils and yeah. you know it's just it's in our blood yeah. you know it's not like we just we don't know how to write and we don't know how to sing or, or play or play our instruments and and just gave up on everything just to sell out and make money it's like well no I'm 40 now and you know yeah. 42 43 whatever you want to call it <laughs> and uh <laughs> You know, there's kids, the kids, they, they need shoes, they need Christmas gifts, they need this, they need that. And sometimes, you know, uh, bring it home to $200, $100, $300, or you know, cover gigs helps helps yeah. that out. You know, it you does. get two gigs in a weekend and, and right before Christmas and boom, you, you know, you can knock out some stuff yeah. right there and, and your bills are not... Yeah. And and hey, you know it's uh, you can do it. Why not? It's probably fun, you know. It is it's fun, especially fun. if you pick songs that yeah. you know. Of course, you have to pick the songs that people, you know, you kind of have to throw out there, you know, because you know that they're yeah. gonna like it or dance to it or, or what have you. If you want to go that route, but you also have to pick pick the ones that you like. Oh yeah. Or you're not gonna yeah. enjoy it. I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, back then, in the Civil's day, when I was playing a lot with you, and we would do like 60-40, you know, 60% yeah. covers, 40% originals, yeah. you know, because you had to have, a, you know, the the most most of it being covers because you want people to, to, to know the songs and yeah, sing along definitely. and dance, but then you throw out one of your own tunes, yeah. you know, and have them all go get a beer, but at least you, you know. <laughs> at least you got it out, you know, right. we did it, that's right. Well, what is, uh, like, I mean... You know, I'm not slagging anything, but what is there like one or two songs where you're like, oh, God, I don't want to play this, but I know we got to. You know, we should, you know. Well, go ahead. In this in this new project, <laughs> there's really, to me personally, there's not that many of those at all in the set list. Of course, there's there's songs on there that I'm kind of going, man, this one's not working. I mean, yeah. I wish it did work yeah. because, I, you know, it would be a lot more fun to play. But uh, like in Octane Blue, there was plenty of songs. I'd be like, "Oh God, we gotta do this one." You know? <laughs> of course, we did that a lot longer. You know, Octane Blue went from what oh nine to twenty fourteen, twenty little bit of twenty fifteen. It's not active at this mm-hmm. point. Um, but I don't know if you want to skip ahead to how we've transitioned from that band into this new band. I don't know if you want to go there. Yeah, because or... that was kind of my next thing. Is like it seems like what you, this rocket science is more. Well, it's like kind of what you see. There's a picture on you guys' Facebook of all the songs you guys were wanting to, you know, and I remember sending it to him going, This is awesome. Right. You know, this is kind of, this is like what I always wanted to do back then. I could never get them to do. Right. You know, it was more just like fun, 
80s stuff or metal stuff or whatever. Right. And uh, so it seems like this is something you guys are a little happier about. A little, you know, it's funner. Yeah, um, because we get to pick, you know, some of our favorite ones and try to make it try to make it crowd. Um, yeah. Pleasable. Yeah. But at the same time, make it kind of cool and unique and something different that no one else is doing around here. Yeah. And like. I never thought in a million years, a million years, that I would even enjoy the final countdown by Europe. Because you know? <laughs> I didn't ever like them, you know. But and you go through it and you kind of put it and you kind of put your own stake and yeah. you know, your own uh, make on it and everything. And, and dude, I bet when people hear that intro, yeah, they know it. They, right, you know, right, they, right. They yeah. get amped up for it. You know, and, and then we're doing that in some drowning pool, you know. And, okay. and, and I'd never, I had a feeling that bodies would go over well. Yeah. And it's just a fun, cool tune. But, you know, you, you get done playing a Poison song or whatever, and then you play Bodies, and those same people that are rocking out the Poison or whatever yeah. are rocking out the, yeah. the Drowning Pool, you yeah. know? And we're having fun and and just kind of mixing up, you know, doing a lot of the cool metal stuff and then a lot of our cool 80s stuff yeah. as well and without having to throw in the brick houses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, so. and, you know, backing up a little bit, Octane Blue was awesome. And, I, I mean, it yeah. was a good run. It stayed consistently booked. I'm very grateful for we we had about three different sets of rhythm player like bass and drums. Super grateful to all of them because um, I mean that thing that thing was really just built from the ground up, um, which is what we're doing with Rocket Science now. We're kind of starting all over, but you know it stayed consistently booked for a good seven eight years. Yeah, and you don't do that without a without a good set list the yeah. song formula and i give credit to our our last set of guys they when they entered the picture because of their personal preferences they kind of put more of a sort of more of a dance spin on yeah. things but i'm telling you man that stuff that that stuff sells yeah. you know and yeah, and uh but but scott and i knew there's still just this thing in our heart to just do rock yeah that's just who we are that's that's what we do that's the era we're from so we thought, you know, let, let's let's try this. We're gonna we're gonna build rocket science from the ground up. It's gonna be the the era, the genre, the presentation we want to do the whole nine yards. It's this is gonna be what we want to do, and if it doesn't work, then we'll go down in flames and say, hey, at least we, at yeah, least we it. went out doing what we enjoy doing. Yeah, yeah. and it's uh, it, you know, it looks like you guys got a pretty killer stage set up. You know, it's, that had to be that had to be some work. Is that something that <laughs> no, that's always been in the back of your mind that you wanted to do on a with the cover band, uh, uh, but on the stage production as well? Well, I mean, if you or, think about it, Down for Five had a pretty good strong. Well, you know, true. Yeah, you know, we had yeah. a big production back then too. This one, you know, was a lot coming from Jeff, the drummer, drummer. and. We all just kind of were thinking about a lot of different things, and he already has some really cool lights and, and programmed light show and, and everything, and, and we were trying to think of some something cool that we are going to do. We were thinking about, you know, doing the light Marshall stacks, you okay, know, kind of yeah. do the cheap trick, you know, yeah. uh, Dream Police kind of theme, you know, and we are just, you know, throwing around all these different different cool ideas and everything, and, and we never could settle on a name. Yeah. I think there's at one point we were called what sweet, sweet rocket, rocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah the connotations on that one are a little yeah. risky so and then you know, we still, think, still Panther used to be called something rocket oh, God, i don't even know <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was love rocket maybe it was 
But uh, yeah, we were trying to come up with the name and then there's the theme and everything. And those those are the best parts about bands is is when you're trying to draw it all on paper. Yeah. It all looks good on paper. <laughs> then you get to start building some of this stuff. And then Jimmy Fusen, which was the photographer, he uh, some of the stuff that we used at one of our last shows in Down for Five were these cool triangles and. He hung them up. And we, I mean, we basically just rerouted CJ Maloney's. We, I mean, we put a whole brand new stage on there. And, I mean, we had like this huge stage uh, show in CJ Maloney's. I mean, we covered their stage with another stage that extended completely out and around. Wow. That was the last down for five show. That and, that ended up being the we last had these one. Huge, like triangles. Which you can see them in the Down for Five Bring Me Down video that's shooting the, the, the fog, the pyro fog oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And it has all the lights. So you can see these triangles. And they were held being, uh, from the ceiling. And there was a huge one and then there was two smaller ones. And, we were, and then we looked at those and we started coming up with the idea, well, let's do something with those things. Because he was going to sell those to, him, yeah. to us. And so we contacted him and he decided to sell these triangles and we started thinking about how and both Mark Borman and uh, Jeff are very good engineering gurus yeah and very they can smart just sit guys there and just throw out this program and here we're at work and, and they'll send us these these cool drawings that they've done up computerized you know of the <laughs> stage and how everything and they got everything measured and they noticed this is like five foot here and there's the ceiling and you know like wow how do you guys do all this <laughs> you know, like, so they know they know knew from you know per inch how things were going to work and uh and uh decided to do the triangles and then we put all these lights and stuff inside of them and, yeah and got the backdrop and and we hang in these these heavy duty lights it's got you know i don't know not lasers but these just a bunch of lights and heavy things and we put them on these poles and then came up with an idea with these hooks to come out of this wood and it's like these lights are cased in with wood with and with these like hooks and he put these we put these triangles onto the hooks so the thing the light is on the pole and then the pole that the light case is holding the triangles and then you cover it with like black sheet and it looks wow. like that. It is the hardest. The the, oh, wow. It is the physically the most demanding band we've ever been in. Wow. We right. will wake up the next day and I mean butt muscles are sore oh, and it's it's br- it's brutal. <laughs> but it's still been put together so efficiently that um, you know everything's pre-wired and yeah. even the drum riser comes apart in, yeah, in two pieces and really? it's got yeah, casters that looks really on cool. it. Oh, it's it, the, the Jeff and Mark are the brains behind the whole operation. Right on. You know Scott and I just bring the eyeliner (laughs) (laughs) hey whatever works you know and like what i what i like with you guys is what with what i always like with all kinds of bands it's like you guys have like a theme with like the black and the red and yeah yes i love yeah i love when bands do that like type of negative was always black and green or or like uh i don't know yeah yeah striper i mean yeah yeah, striper always had themes and like you know stuff like that and Everything, even though it was like a different record or something, it always kind of looked the same. Yeah, you know, I love that. That's wow, uh, that that's awesome. neatly kind of picked back up to on the, that. Like that Dream Police thing, yeah. You know, and then yeah. how everyone was white. But if you think about like a lot of bands in that era, especially like the Cars, yeah, you know, with their skinny ties, yeah, and they all kind of had the red leather yeah. and the, uh, you know, 
the shirts, you know, that would yeah. have black, white stripes and yeah. then have red pants. So it was kind of a black, white, and red theme. Yeah. So, you know, if I wore like a white shirt with black leather or whatever, just kind of mix it up. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking about even doing the, the kind of the heels, remember? Like the, <laughs> the bands back in the 70s yeah. wear these kind of yep. heels, the uh, Bay City Rulers and, you know, <laughs> that kind of look yes. and everything. And just kind of do something different in this town because everyone has the bearded bands. Mm-hmm. No offense. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. But, you know, there, there, there's plenty of that going around, and there's plenty of dance bands. And mm-hmm. There's plenty of, uh, you know, you got your '80s bands mm-hmm. and, and everything. So we kind of wanted to maybe try something different. And of course, you know, with everything you want to change, comes you have to come up with money, and you have to try to buy all this stuff. Yeah. And it's hard to shop around in this town because I don't think there's a store anywhere in the hundred miles of this of this house that sells any cool rock clothes yeah right. you know you have to basically go to the pawn shops and try to find it yourself yeah exactly so we just kind of like start selling well okay well, let's just get some ties and get the red and black white ties and then we do the long sleeve shirts and and the just, red pants like and, we said earlier just kind of try to try to dress up yeah. it, you know it i think it may strike some people wrong some yeah. people may not know what we're trying to do here yeah. they, they may they may just look at it and go, God, it's just too much or whatever. But again, you know, if you're into it and you dig it and you like what you're seeing, those are the people we're going for. Yeah. We can't really worry about any any uh, you know detractors or people who don't get what we're trying to do because yeah. it, you know, we take it seriously. But at the end of the day, our our whole point of it is to try to make sure people have three good hours of fun. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's all about fun. It's all about remembering the songs that you grew up on and yeah. just having a good time. You know, I, that's our job to do that. So uh, people who don't like it, you know, that's that's unfortunate, but you can't please everybody. Yeah, you know, don't worry about it, you know, because we're, we're all at the age now where we just don't care. Right. We, what, we, yeah. You know, I mean, back when I was 22, I might have. Sure. But now... You know, it's like, you know, I, I love Trickster, and I don't care who knows it, okay? Right. <laughs> I, don't I don't care who knows it. They're awesome. Steve Brown, baby. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, that, that's just an example, you right. know, because... Well, he's playing for Def Leppard now, yeah. right? Yeah. He, well, I think Vivian Campbell's back now. Well, no, he, 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 remember, his cancer came back, so... But well, he's just doing... announced yesterday. He's, right. He's good. He's really? do, well, really? he's doing that some. He's doing some kind of alternative treatment where I don't wow. think he's going to have to go through all the chemo and stuff. Good. So that's great. Yeah. Good. Yeah. But see, you're a lot like me. I mean, I like my heavy bands. You know, I grew up with my Arm and Saints and yeah, and all my you know heavier bands. When I you know, and then even today, I you know, I still like different heavy bands, but I also like my old school rock. And a lot of people don't even don't even know who they are. Yeah. You know, like Rock's Gang. Oh you man, know, yeah. There's bands back then, yes. and I always got into bands that no one ever knew about. You know, and I was, can, I, can I ask you? Do you remember Bo Nasty? Yes. Okay. I'm the only one. He makes fun of me all the time. I'm like the only person that knows him. He's like for years. Him. He's had that CD. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. But yeah, I would go, you know, and just go through the albums, you know, yeah. back when there was actual record stores. Yeah. And you would just go through all these albums, and I'd just pick them out, and like, wow, these guys look cool. Or, you know, of course, the Hit Praters and, oh, yeah. you know, the Circus Magazine. The Metal Edge and all that. Those were the days. Man. You would never really yeah. get any, you know, cool stuff on them, except a little 
little thing about their album over here. At like, the back, there'd right. be a little uh, little ad for, you know, Kick Tracy or whatever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you got it. Oh, dude, dude, I know about Metal Edge, okay? My, <laughs> I, okay, I, you would go into my room and, like, my whole, every piece of wall was covered with stuff from like metal edge and you know my dad was this like older redneck guy and he thought i was insane (laughs) you know it was awesome (laughs) you know but yeah back to the ties and everything that's the whole rocket science thing yeah as looking like we're you know well that's that's nerdy nerdy metal heads (laughs) well that's cool it's all together and it identifies it and you know that's i thought was really cool thank you man well you mentioned earlier you're basically starting over yeah i mean you guys went from a from a band that pretty established yeah as far as you always had big crowds as far as i know and you had a name you guys right and i know rock show did too yes right and you know so i mean that's kind of a you know kind of a ballsy move in a way to we, we were scared as hell we were very scared at like you know at at our age to just basically wipe the slate clean and and start over you don't know how it's going to go you know you don't know if it's going to work and quite frankly we're still in the very early stages i i I think it's starting to pick up some steam but um you know there's definitely a new segment of people that are attaching onto this new band um you know not i'm not going to say that uh everybody's like abandon us it's not that at all but i just i don't know time for people to it will yeah matter of fact i met someone saturday who who used to come see octane blue all the time and she she said to me she said i didn't even know rocket science was you guys so it probably takes a good year to two years to just get the name out there so people know who you are so um but it's starting to pick up steam and we had a really good show saturday if you you just come to the show and you like if you like the era of bands and and you know you like a good stage show Mm -hmm. you know we're gonna give that to you you know and and we're not just gonna get up there and make do our three-hour sets get paid and go home you know we're we bust our ass and we put on a show and and uh throw up, you know, burner, mic stands, whatever we got to do, you know, let's, let's get it done, you know, yeah. and um, we have fun and, and put on a show, and I, we're probably one of the nicest bands in this town, you know, yeah. when, when it comes to greeting people and sitting down with them and, you know, what's on your mind kind of, you know, yeah. attitude is what you kind of have to have with people because at the end of the day, people will go out to get away from their yeah. problems and issues. And sometimes maybe they need to get some things off their chest, you yeah. know, and, and a good hug and, and a smile and, and hey, the, well, what's, you know, if they pick a song off the set list or do you know this song? Yeah, we know it. And oh, we'll get up cool. there and dedicate songs to you. You know, this is for you and hope you have, you know, having a good night. And at the end of the day, people just want to have fun and, and, yeah. and escape for a little bit. And that's what we're trying to do, even, you know, if it's just for an hour yeah. or two. Yeah, well, that, that'll take you far. And that's, you know, and people will remember that, too. That's we hope so, stuff. man. I mean, it, because at the end of the day, it really is about them. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they're not there, the band just dies. Yeah. You know, it's that simple. So if, uh, you know, if people can can leave a show and go, man, that was fun. You know, I got to meet the band. I got to talk to the band. I mean, even though we're, we're just nerds that work day jobs, it's not like we're anybody special. But it does go a long way when you make it about the people. And it really should be about them. Yeah. It, yeah. it cracks me up how you know just local musicians can kind of kind of forget they kind of have delusions about 
how high up they are on the food chain and you know yeah. at the end of the day we're all still here in Tulsa so yeah. Yeah. Uh, you just you just got to stay humble and remember that without those people you have nothing definitely yeah exactly right on well um you know how are you with do you like you know being a front man and not having not having a guitar is is that is that was that hard or are you enjoying it well no it wasn't very it wasn't hard because like being the front man singing is a different story uh you know because i started <laughs> yeah, true singing i should say yeah you know when i, when I started out as a, as a lead vocalist or front man you know back when i was 16 15 15 years old mm-hmm. and i was playing with cats like you know mark mortensen who's in dead yeah. society yeah. and human played in civils yeah and and you know, we started out our little band, you know, and I was the front man in that band, and I, just entertaining was just part of me. I just had to do it, you yeah. know, and, and so that came very natural for me, um, and I did that in a couple of bands, and then I picked up the bass and uh, did did that for a while, and, and I there was one band I actually could sing a little bit and play bass, but not a whole lot. I would do like one or two songs, but it was just, a, it, doing both was just so unnatural for me yeah i either had to comp- have all my energy in one thing yeah doing both was just not up my alley so you know you get to a point where you people need bass players and i'll be like yeah i'll, I'll play bass yeah and yeah. then you then you you know finding a singer was very hard to do so i'll be like you know what i'll sing yeah and then give that a word <laughs> so it was always just kind of that you know if we couldn't find the right guy that i would just kind of be the guy that just kind of stepped in to do do that other job okay well we can get this place player well fine then that means i can just go over here and sing yeah you know well we need a bass player we got this cool vocalist well cool i'll just play bass so that was basically how it is and since octane blue i've really kind of made my i don't know my way of being a cool front man yeah i guess i don't know uh I think you're more known as a front man now than a bass player. There's probably a lot of people that don't even yeah. know you ever played bass. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's that's really cool. It's funny how time flies. Yeah, right. Do you miss playing bass on stage? Yeah, yeah, I do, I do. Um, you know, since I, last time we did the Down for Five show was the last time I ever played bass on stage. But uh, you know, writing music and stuff like that, and I'm, even our last project that we tried to do with Nine. Carlo from Down for Five, mm-hmm. uh, Mark from DMS, Nine from DMS, me and her. Mm-hmm. Like, at, and well, before that I even got to bat, we were deciding if I was going to play bass in that or, or if I was going to sing. Yeah. And I was like, well, singers are so hard to find. Let me just try, try, try yeah. an all original singing thing. So. Yeah. And yeah, I'm coming at this probably from a uh, skewed position, but I'll put Scott up against any front man in this town as well. Really. Far absolutely and awesome. I, I mean just for pure entertainment standpoint and he's really developed as a singer mm-hmm. too i mean his singing ability has grown every year but i have not seen anyone in this area put the effort into the entertainment aspect i mean he uses props he'll, he'll change out clothes and costumes and hats and various props depending on what song we're doing it's not a boring show i mean i you know eyes are focused on that guy because he's just He's just really into the whole delivering the presentation in a really entertaining, fun way. And like I said, I mean, of course, I I sound biased, but even if I didn't know him, I'd put him up against anybody and say, 
let me see you entertain like that. I just I think he really nice. brings it. I think he brings it every every time we go out and play. Right on. Let's not forget yeah. about her guitar playing. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She <laughs> she can play. <laughs> right. right on. Well, you know, in um, God, there's a couple things now that say that. I think you put up a picture. I want to say of like you, you, it was like mid shot of you throwing the guitar up. Yeah. Was that like one of those old school like here the roadie catches yeah. it? Did yeah. he catch it? Oh yeah, there was about yes. there was there was five of them with a tarp. Okay, that was, <laughs> yeah, yes. that was our video shoot. For, That's awesome. For the down for five video. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Trust me, I was scared. I was scared. <laughs> nice. But we yeah, did do that a lot. Like five times, maybe five to yeah, ten times. Scary. I forget how many. Scary. Yeah. And <laughs> and then um, you sing a little bit too. How, how did the uh, you said at one point um, you said you were practicing a hailstorm song. Yeah. How'd that go? Whew. Did it, we did it for the second time live the other night. Mm-hmm. Tough, man. I bet. Tough. I bet. But I didn't get booed, so that's well, a, that's go. good. I, there you go. You said it sounded all right, right? Yeah, it sounded good. I, I still need to get more comfortable with it. You know, there's yeah. a, there's a million words plus I'm playing. Yeah. Kind of chunky rhythm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, props to props to Lizzie, man. Yeah. She she brings it. That's the cool thing about this band is that we're doing very some some different metal that normally we never kind of dabbed into and the evanescence type thing yeah. and, and yeah. more of a goth dark yeah. you know theme which Jana you know singing those is you know, a lot different than what the stuff that she was singing in Octane Blue you know, yeah. a lot of Lita a lot of Lita yeah. or Joan Jett yeah. and, you know do a lot of Joan Jett and things like that and you know this band she's doing you know some evanescence and and kind of getting a little metal in her, you know. So she's right, bringing yeah. a lot of that back, you know, from the down for five side, yeah. and I'm, you know, the whole dress up thing, and yeah. and um, kind of coming how, full uh, circle, huh? Yeah. How uh, how long does it take for you guys to learn this stuff? Like, well, I'm sure a lot of stuff by now you know, so it's just it's hard because you played it so many times. But I mean, does Man. it take a while to get yeah, some stuff down? Yeah, it takes a while. You bet. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it um, when we did when we first got rocket science going, it was probably. When did we, would you say a good couple few months to learn yeah, all the well, material? Yeah, only because we had a, a a scheduled time that we were supposed mm-hmm. to come out and, 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 and play our first show. So yeah. we kind of like were, oh, this week we won't do nothing. And then we'd kind of, you know, we kind of practice a lot, just kind of getting the feel of each other. Plus, when you first start out, you had to learn, you know, 30 new songs as opposed to what we do now is yeah. we only have to learn two or three yeah you know what yeah. I mean? so to learn like 30 it, it takes a, it takes a good two to three months i wow. mean to, to really get them where they need to be if you're learning like like now we're just to that point where maybe we'll learn four or five yeah that, that just takes usually a couple yeah. nights or so but well, um like guitar solos do you have to like break them down or slow you, them down or uh, can break you just them, pick it up break them down i've always um kind of been able to pick stuff out by ear so and I'm one of those people I don't like to say I'm gonna make this my own I want to play it like it was recorded so so I try to get just as close as I can on my technical limitations I I can't just completely pull everything off perfectly but I get as close as I can Um, because yeah because some players they don't they won't do that they'll just go off and do their own yeah I hate that I freaking hate that man because because you're expecting you know your Warren D. Martini round and round solo. Here yeah. it comes. He's going to start with that one note. Yeah. Oh wait a minute. Oh, 
what happened? I just, to me, now there's a lot of people that don't get hung up on it like I do, but I, I want to oh, hear no, it. The I way do. I'm a dork. I don't even play guitar in it. This is yeah. Uh, like I'm we, making when, it my uh, own. When, when it's unless, <laughs> unless they are recording it and putting it on it. <laughs> well, album, yeah. Yeah. To me, that's different. Like if I hear War Pigs or something, you know, by Faith No More or whoever, you know, mm-hmm. then it's like, cool. You know, they're doing it different or it's more metal or if it's less metal or, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's different if they made it their own because yeah. it's on their album. But yeah. if, they're, if, if yeah. it's just a cover band. Well, you know, yeah. I saw, you know, when Ozzy came through, he had Gus G and, you know, he, he did the Randy stuff pretty good. You know, I, you can tell he really tried, but like Jakey Lee and Zach Wild, he just did whatever he wanted. Yeah. And I was just like, no, no, <laughs> no. So it hit us. Thank you. It, I'm the just, same way. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree. To, to me, it's like, you know, of course, you already have people going, well, you're just stealing people's songs anyway. Well, okay, if I'm going to steal their songs, then I'll at least do the honor do of right, learning yeah. them properly. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. Well, it's part of the show you guys have to put on. You yeah. want to do it right and you want to give them. You want to give them what they know. Sure. You know that's so. my approach for sure. Mm-hmm. I've always felt like a lot of people who who say I'm going to make it my own, it's probably just simply because they can't play it yeah. the way it was written. Yeah. You know, so. I, yeah. yeah. True. I'll um, be the first one to go. Man, I'm have struggling with that, so I'm just I got to make it my own. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you have, and sometimes you have to. Sometimes I mean, you have to make. I mean, it we're tackling game. like like you know the solo to jump now there's there's guys in this town who could absolutely nail it clean note for note i'm still working on it. i'm still getting there wow but uh but i'm not gonna i'm gonna try i'm yeah. not gonna make it my own <laughs> that would that'd make a yeah. lot of people mad sometimes we'll learn our songs and we'll kind of get together and have a practice or two and then we play it live and if you're playing so many times a month you just don't want to i don't know overdo it with practice and because mm-hmm. you're playing so much that yeah. basically if you put them in the right spots it's almost like practice you know and, yeah. and then once you get those tighter then you can yeah. put them later in the second set you know it's not so embarrassing put all the new stuff late in the third set when everybody's drunk yeah, right? they, don't, they don't know anyways that's what we always did you know and, and it's like a, a live show is equal to like 15 practices right. I always yeah. thought yeah. yeah so and if you guys are doing it you gigging out pretty regularly yeah that's that's cool you guys got it down yeah nothing duplicates the actual gelling of your band mm-hmm. on, on a live performing oh, yeah. you know stage you can't you can't accomplish that out here in the garage today's I mean, technology has really kind of helped with the learning yeah. process of songs too oh, yeah. because I mean YouTube Back back in the day, before YouTube and all that stuff, you know, you would have to, you know, stop, rewind, yep. pause, stop, you know, fast forward. Remember and, those uh, machines where you could slow it down to like yes. half speed and then pitch it up? Yeah, so what did they call those? I don't know, I, but I I should have yeah, gotten one. And like you had you had a stack of Guitar Worlds, <laughs> right? All the tabs. You, you always know. hope the tab was something you like. Right. Or if it was an issue I didn't have, I'd go get my buddies and copy it. So I had you know photocopies and magazines yeah. and the CD. Yeah player and uh, uh, it was we, rough we tried so hard man and, and half the time you know, <laughs> get these these the tapes and, and they didn't even have the lyrics inside the inlay card and, and you're sitting there trying to figure out oh, all this what stuff, they're yeah. saying I, yeah. I remember like trying to trying to write down the lyrics to uh, it was a faster pussycat song and of course he's got the scraggly you know voice yeah. and you're like trying to 
what did he say in there? <laughs> kind of half-ass writing down stuff. And I guess, well, all right, that'll work. I don't know if it makes much sense. But, yeah. you know. Well, that can be one of the ones you put in the third set. Right, right. right. <laughs> it was just so hard to understand. I mean, he had to write everything down, and which was would help because I, back then I would write, like, <laughs> write the, the lyrics to songs like, 50 times, you yeah. know, to kind of get the, yeah. know the words. And I'd sit there and sing it and I'd rewrite it again. Now today, you can just pop everything up on an iPad or whatever, your mm-hmm. phone, and there's all the lyrics right there. Yep. You know, and then get on YouTube and then when you want to learn the bass or the guitar parts, and this guy's like basically, you know, telling oh, you what yeah, it does. Yeah, any song, it's you incredible. can just YouTube it and there'll be some dork showing you how to play it. There's so many phenomenal guitar players yeah. out there. It's like, it, yeah. it really humbles you. It's like, man, what I do is really not that special. Well, it's it's like... If you <laughs> see those kids that are like seven, right. you know, playing, playing drums. Right. Yeah, yeah. Mike Portnoy's drum <laughs> right. drum theater stuff or something. Or, 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 or some <laughs> chick that's like smiling <laughs> and hair all flowing yeah. and she's doing... She's doing system, system of a down. down. Oh, God, <laughs> she's just ah, oh, this is fun. Yeah. And she's like, nailing, she's nailing it, note well, for note. And then you can, you can just like, uh, you can YouTube just guitar solo. And there's some guy, and you can't see his face because it's all from here, right? You know, from just his hands, and he's amazing. Yep. And he probably works at the Come and Go down oh, the street. Oh, for sure. It's like, what, what are these guys? Yeah. Why aren't they? What is this? Well, and it was kind of fascinating. Is is so many people are putting out these cover videos. Yes, uh, that, yeah. that like that is their life. That, yeah. that is their their key to stardom. I guess yeah. I don't know, but I mean, a song that's like a, on a new album that hasn't came out yet, but they like released like one song or or there's a live footage of it. You know, they'll listen to that and play it, and then they'll have a cover of the actual guitar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. really. I don't know how much time we have left, but. I think what you're saying right there, you know, we lament all the time about how people just don't seem to go out and see bands the way they used to. And I think what what we're talking about here, I think a lot of that is the reason why everybody can be a rock star now. Everybody can, can, you know, make their own video and and sit at home. And it's it's almost like that unique quality is no longer unique Mm -hmm. because, like, everybody can do it and everybody can get an audience for it. Yeah. And so it's it's really a challenge to get people to come out and see yeah. your band, you know, because they, they can be home doing it themselves. I mean, it's right. we live in a very different age than, than we did back in, in our youth. You have your Periscope people. You know, you get on PlayStation 4 and there's people, you know, live streaming themselves, sitting on the couch, smoking a bong, and oh you're drunk God. with your buddy, and going, hey guys, how you doing? And there's people text messaging, yes. and, you know, are sending messages, and they're having to answer questions, and, and they're smoking dope, and here comes their mom walking across, oh you know, and she's picking up... There's a dog walking around. I mean, yeah. that's what people do. And they it, hang out and they. And even at themselves. the shows, man, you'll look out and people are just doing this. Oh it's my like, God. hey, man, we're up here I, making the, the mic I, stand on, you know, light on fire. Come I on. cannot <laughs> tell you how I've bad that, that pisses me off. If someone's in front of me with their camera, I just hit them, you know, not like, you know, right. bump them, but, you know, just like bump them a few times so they get them. Sure. We yeah. we went to sure. see we went to see John Karabi at Downtown Lounge. Yes. And there was a guy who was like seven feet tall, so that meant he was eye level with John Karabi, and he had a GoPro and he held it in his face the whole time, like this far from his face. That's so and, crazy. And like John Karabi had to be the biggest trooper in the world because he just 
he just did his show. Really? I would have smacked that right out of his hand. And he was in our way. I just, oh, ooh, man. it just burned. And he did it the whole entire show. Wow, that's I was crazy. on, did not get tired. So it really, that so, guy didn't even see the show. Yeah, he didn't. That's yeah, he exactly. And that's a know? bummer, man. And his audio quality is probably crap. Yeah, well, of course it is. <laughs> yeah. But Thank I you. guess he's got it on. I'm, I hope he has it on where he can watch it because he missed the damn show. But you know what? He he could have watched the other twenty million YouTube yeah, videos exactly. of John Karabi out there. Yeah. I, we're, we're missing out. We're missing out on the live music that's yeah. happening right in front yeah. of well, us. Well, you know? it's like at Rocklahoma one year uh, during Tom when Motley Crue played Tommy Lee. During his solo, he just got up in front of the stage and told everybody, put your phones down, you yeah. know, get into the show, have fun. Right. right. And I totally liked that he did that. Yeah. 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 And, and you're exactly right. I mean, it, as far as everyone trying to play guitars and stuff and throwing out all these YouTube videos and stuff, everyone else is also trying to be a filmmaker. Oh, yeah. You yeah. Know? So yeah. You, this guy wants to be the first one to catch someone fall on their ass and post it on YouTube. Yeah. Yay, yeah. look at me. I'm the one that captured this. Yeah. So everyone's trying to be the first one to, you know, be the one the first to put out something. It's a ah. selfie world. Where, yeah. You know, that's really what we are. <laughs> For sure. It's a selfie changed. world and we're living in it. <laughs> <laughs> right on. It's tough, but at the same time, it's cool when you're up there playing and people are actually using their phones to take pictures of you. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's, I guess that's the other side of the coin. Even yeah, I've never minded people taking pictures, it's just the video because they're holding it there for true. five yeah. minutes at a time. A little you know? distracting. Yeah. But then you have those people that will like want to put pictures out on, on Facebook <laughs> that you don't want out there. Yeah, true. You know, or you're you got, like, your, got your <laughs> gut out there, or you got your <laughs> own chin working, you're like, really? post that or, or you know of course it'd be like the first set and everyone's sitting down but yeah. they'll, they'll have all of the dance floor it's in, in empty, the stage empty, yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. like you look like there's no one there at your show and you're putting it on facebook <laughs> come on oh, or they just they post think. every picture on their phone and four of them are out of focus it, it, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah we had one it was like it was like completely blurry it's like awesome I don't even know what Completely it is. blurry, but yet still showed the empty dance floor. Right? Yeah, yeah, gotta love it. <laughs> Two birds with one stone. Well, there's a, one of the, that comedian, Aziz Ansari's on Parks and Rec. He's got a, a stand-up special on Netflix. And it, the very first of it, he comes out and he goes, Okay, because I don't want to see all flashes through the whole show. Let's just get this out of the way now. And he liked to pose and have people take pictures to pose. All right, you got enough. I don't want to see any the rest of the show. That's cool. And I was that's like, cool. that's awesome. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's a good idea. It is a good idea. Really good idea. <laughs> that is cool. So how, how are you guys doing? Yeah. We're, we're good. This is, this is a great time. But we are here for you guys. Oh, yeah. man. I wanted to ask about you all. Oh, man. I wanted to ask your opinions. What do you guys think of the Tulsa music scene? Uh, well, I have... Oh, go ahead, Trent. I was going to say, I like it right now a lot better than I did just Re even a year or two ago. Really? Yeah. What as has improved? As, it just seems like there's more heavy bands that, more are, variety. that are good. You know, Come like on. Driver and Severmind and Blackwater Rebellion and those type of bands. Cool. Yeah. You know, the original bands that are good. You know, I'm sure there's always been those, but maybe I just didn't... They weren't getting enough enough gigs or something are they like, getting pretty good support we're, we're out of the loop i'm not gonna lie we're out of i the mean loop. we've we've yeah. been to a few shows and a couple of them you know are like normal where there'll be 50 people there but sure. we've been to a couple where there are you know good sized crowds good it's good it's good to hear man it's good but, to hear you know tulsa's always been a kind of fickle. hipster slash alternative scene compared to like even oklahoma city and it was always yeah. supported heavy 
rock and mm-hmm. got to be in the click. You know, yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. yeah, probably. It's well, more splintered, I think, than most cities are. Yeah. At mm. least from what I know. That's kind of confirming much. what we thought. We <laughs> yeah. it, it it does feel a bit clickish, you know, sometimes and. I, I don't think we're in the click, but I don't mind not being in the click. You right. know, we're just kind of doing our thing yeah. and we're cool with it. So how do you start your own click? That's <laughs> yeah. right. Trying to maybe we should do that. <laughs> yeah. What do you uh, think, Jason? For, for me, you know, after after Zen, I just got out of it, like because I was just, you know, I was just, uh, I just kind of had my fill. I guess I don't know. It was so long ago. I didn't even really know what I was thinking, but mm. I just totally got out of it. You know. And, um, you know, I got to the point where it wasn't, for me, it wasn't about practicing or music. It was about, well, I need to go to practice and bring a 12-pack of beer. I need to go out, not play a show, but I need to, you know, drink as much as I can in between sets and drink after the show. Right. I mean, I'll be honest, you know. Right on. And I just, I had enough of that. And I just had to, you know, just get away from all that and sure. calm down. You know, because I had a few um, run-ins yeah, with, sure. uh, you know, the authorities. But anyways, that was a long time ago. And it just, I never really got back into it. You know, I had a lot of family stuff go on. And right. then, you know, I got married. And I was kind of like, he was way out of the loop. Way out of the loop. Mm-hmm. And it did seem to me for a while, when I would check into it, it was a lot of hipstery, folksy you know, mm-hmm. and that's cool, but it's not my thing. Sure. And there's some of that stuff I like, but not, it's not the the forefront of my preference, you know? Right. And so, and, and it's just, it was hard for me to get to shows, you know, because, and it still kind of is because kids and, you know, da, 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 da. And, but when me and Trent started, you know, decided to start doing this again, we wanted to like, you know, reconnect with you guys. We wanted to get out into the into shows and I found that there is still kind of some rock and and here's my thing is I didn't I was like has this always been here you know some of these you know (laughs) rock bands because I always thought it was like Oklahoma City had more of the the metal and the rock and and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and so I saw I don't know when it started you know but you know this past I don't know six months or so since me and Trent have been doing this we found some cool bands so I, I guess it's you know it's getting cool i mean that one band driver's opening for danzig i haven't seen a local band get a big opening slot like that in a while i don't think Uh, you know save for you know rocklahoma but to me that i think that's a different thing kind of like you guys said it might not really go as far as you know they think it will you know go on at 11 30 right you know but now i'm like getting off on some tangents but but, yeah i I totally understand what you're saying it's like you get these you get these opportunities and it, it, it you don't know exactly if the people will will get there early enough to mm-hmm. to make it worthwhile yeah. you know are they are they just okay the band start hey who's the opening band okay well who what time does the actual band start and then yeah. we'll get there like 10 15 minutes before they start mm-hmm. you know that's yeah and you know we're, I'm guilty, I'm, of, I'm that guilty of it we all are at some <laughs> point sure and you just got to you know we've got to be conscientious to like you know try to seek some of that stuff out right yeah. you know there's been plenty of times we'll have an opening slot of somebody and I'll be like oh it's going to be so awesome but then the reality sets in it's like well wait a minute 
no one's going to get here at 7. Yeah. You know, no one's yeah. going to be here at 7 30. Or if they are, they're going to be getting a t shirt or they're going to, mm-hmm. you know, get their beers or they're just going to be outside talking or whatever or not pulling until, you know, 8 30, 9 o'clock and then yeah. come in and sit down. Yeah. So it's all about promoting yourself, you yeah. know, and you can, you can, we can talk hours about promoting and how important it is mm-hmm. and how annoying it is to people. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. You have to promote, but yet you're pissing people off at the same time. I know. So, I mean, where is the. Yeah. I want to go hand out flyers, but I hate when people hand me flyers. <laughs> well, now, you know? now for us, our dilemma is Facebook because yeah. every time we send out something about rocket science, and, and this was happening with Octane Blue. The mindset is, man, how many uh, how many unfollows are happening right now? Mm-hmm. But you have to do it. You just yeah. you have to yep. promote. You just have. If to you do don't, it. then you rely on just just. Well, you rely on the clubs, you know, yeah. and then pulling in the people for you. <laughs> and that's and not a good move. That they don't, yeah. they, that's not they a good move. They don't do very well promoting yeah. themselves. Yeah. If if a club and a band both together could promote, things would work out tremendously yeah. for both for for the club and for the band but yeah. it, it just seems like it's kind of one-sided you know they'll they'll promote a little flyer here or put up their calendar you know with a frog on it or something you know and say <laughs> they'll have the band names and regular writing you know <laughs> then they'll spell it wrong right they'll have it, have it spelled wrong and then you have someone that will have at least some billboard stuff going on yeah. and that's cool but you know if you could have a billboard and then you can like pay someone an extra twenty, thirty dollars to run their Facebook page and send yeah. out invites or you know, yeah. or all the bands are putting out flyers, so the club all they have to do is take it from the band and then post it on their on their page themselves. Exactly. It's yeah. not a, that's not all that hard to do. But it we live in an age now where people have a million entertainment options and you've got to give them an entertainment option that is going to be worth it mm-hmm. to them to to put their makeup on, get dressed, come spend about yep. five hours with you, yeah. and that that's tough. That's yeah. tough to do, especially you know, like at our age, and it, it's definitely a challenge to get people out. But um, if I think I really think uh, you know, not to just keep trying to plug the new band, but. I think if people are looking for a very entertaining show, I definitely hope they'll come check us out. Um, it's uh, we're just trying we're trying to give them something that they're not getting with any other band, and I, I think we're yeah, we're it looks doing like that. you guys are for sure. We hope so. We're for giving sure. we're giving our best, that's for sure. And and the the, the cool thing is we're, we're fairly new still, and we're still growing. We're still learning to play tight with each other. You know? <laughs> yeah, the chemistry is still growing. So. You know, here in about six months, I mean, we're going to be very tight, yeah. very yeah. tight. And, and there's 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 a lot of that now, but you, you know that you know I feel that we're still new. I think we all do, and we're all still kind of growing together. But it's it's getting tight, and it and uh, so here in about six months, it's it's going to be it's going to be pretty out. tight. Yeah, cool, cool. If, right if on. We, we don't kill each other. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there's always that possibility. <laughs> On a different subject, I wanted to ask you the Infectus Thirteen thing. Yeah. Like how did how did you come about working with with Sid? Uh, he just approached me. It was is uh, it's really to to be honest with you, I'm not doing too much with it right now. They've uh, I yeah, think I saw they were recording right now. Yeah. He uh, well, I mean, I, I should go back and answer your question. He approached me and wanted me to to get involved. That he 
saw us play before. I think kind of kind of the down for five material was the reference. Mm. And he he had seen me play with Octane. He kind of saw what I could do lead wise. And um, you know, that project has ended up taking so much longer than every than everyone anticipated that it would. It's it's very slow moving. Um, you know, Sid's on the road a lot driving his truck, and uh, it's hard. It's hard oh, yeah. for him to to be here. You know, kind of, kind of uh, guiding people to, you know, with ideas and this and that. Um, you know, I, I think I'm still involved. I mean, I, I I'm pretty sure I am. But uh, you know, they brought in Steve uh, from Hard Truth to to fill in some guitar duties because Sid knew I was going to start getting real busy with Rocket yeah. Science and. And he, you know, he, I think he used a good analogy. He said, it's like if you have a, a dinner table with just a bunch, a bunch of plates on it and you start putting more and more plates on it, eventually the plates are just going to start falling off. And, you know, that, that was kind of when my role in that project kind of, I think I sort of took a step back and it's, uh, I actually, I need to touch base with those guys and see how it's going. Um, there, there's still some stuff I believe that, that he wants me to do on there. But I think at this point, probably the primary players in that project are, are uh, Sean and Steve. Um, I, I did some initial work. We, you know, we tried to write some write some tunes that I thought were pretty cool. But it was just a very slow, slow moving project. It, to no one's fault. It, it wasn't anyone's fault. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of the the circumstances were made it to where there couldn't be progress made quickly. You know, Bob's Bob's up in uh, is it New York or oh. New Jersey? Sorry, Bob, can't remember where you are. I know you're up northeast, uh, the vocalist, and so it's just, and then the bass players in Florida, oh, and it's yeah. just one of these. You know, it just takes a lot of time, man. Yeah, record but, uh, send stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. record and send it back. Yeah, yeah. But I, like I'm I'm out of the loop with what's going on with that project, to be honest with you. So, um, you know, I definitely enjoyed what I got to do on it so far, and hope I'll. Still have a few more things to do on it. I, I need to touch base with them and see how it's going. Cool, cool. Does he have any guitar geek questions or anything? Um, <laughs> well, like for you, definitely because you're a guitar player, but for I guess both you guys, you know, some of like the just the fun questions is like, you know, your favorite guitar players who, who got you, uh, you know, to go and I want to do that. You want to start? Um, well, guitar wise growing up I mean I loved everybody as far as like instrument wise I like drummers bass players singers whatever but as far as guitar players my favorites were growing up was you know watching Jakey Lee and George Lynch and um, you know Randy Rhodes um, those type of players you know of course Ace Freely like we talked about yeah yeah but the 80s guys it was you know George Lynch and Jakey Lee were just always head to head with me and I always liked them better than the most you yeah. know I mean there was a lot of good players especially after you grow up and, and you start to realize you know the the ability of those players back then I mean and, and you had to understand the different styles mm-hmm. like yeah, back definitely. then it's like you know if they were fast on then they were the best yeah. Well, that's not necessarily true. Yeah, you know, exactly. there's, there's players that now, I mean, you go look back and, and listen to their tone and you mm-hmm. listen to their the way they played. I mean, like Fast Eddie Clark on Fastway. Yeah. You know, I mean, he wasn't the, technically the best guitar player in the world, but he 
has some cool licks, you know, yeah. that you didn't hear these other guys do as well. So it was, it was those guys, and then but bass playing, you know, was always, of course, you know, uh, had the, the Nikki Sixes of the world, and, yeah, and um, Rudy Sarzo, and oh yeah, yeah, that guy's awesome. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of good players. I wasn't really into the whole technical dream theater type thing. Mm-hmm. It was just the solid performers, you know, that I yeah. thought was just heads over heels, man. What about singers? Singers? Man, I liked everybody, man. I mean, I liked all the Kiss stuff, you know, the Paul Stanleys and all that. But singing-wise, I mean, Mark Slaughter was just always awesome. And, yeah. You know, He's had a new record out, too, by the way, a solo record, yeah. which is really good. Is it? Is it? Sorry, I had just mentioned it. Called, what's it called? Um, God, what is it? Oh, uh something from a rearview mirror so okay you, oh god oh, that's all right so now because it's awesome but you should it's on, right. you should check it out I it's will. really good cool yeah um and, you know I, I love like nowadays like some of my vocals vocalists i like are different from what they were when i was when i was growing up yeah. i mean like i go back like like the 90 bands that we we're talking about and listen to the way scott wine would sing back mm-hmm. in the day on the some of the stp albums it was just phenomenal yeah some of the stuff that he would pull off and of course, I always loved Jeff Tate and all those guys, yeah, you know, yeah. back then. And you, I just couldn't ever sing like that, you know, <laughs> especially when I was 14 and I had a little kid voice. You know? <laughs> but uh, there was a lot of good stuff back then, like Zebra and, you know, I don't know if you remember those guys. Uh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I remember I, that one song. Yeah, he uh, knows more than I do <laughs> on that one. Yeah, I forgot the name of the Who's song. Behind so. the Door. And, Anyway, there, there's a lot of cool bands and a lot of cool singers back then. I mean, I'd listen to everything from Keel. You know, oh, yeah. Ron Keel had an awesome screaming voice. And then, yeah. you know, Blackie always had an awesome voice. You yeah. Know. Technically, wasn't the best, but he would scream and be like, wow. Yeah. Did that guy just do that? So Nice. It, it, was a, it was a blender for me. I just threw right it all on. in a blender and just took it all in. I really did. Cool, cool. Now you're up. <laughs> my my absolute favorite was George Lynch. I just mm-hmm. loved his style and technique. Um, Vito Brada was another favorite of mine. Oh yeah, yep. I wish he would have kept playing. I guess I he got He's it like out totally of it. Out of it. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, I liked uh, Oz Fox and um, gosh, man, I liked a lot of the the just the dual guitar attack. Like mm-hmm. you find that in the guys from Tesla. You know, oh yeah, Striper, just the uh, melody and harmony going together. Um, but now, like in later years, I'm I'm like Scott. I'm developing just this huge appreciation for Jakey Lee. I'm not sure how I missed that the first time around. But that guy's just yeah, he's he, just got such a style. It's just so aggressive. Yeah, he always seems to fall under the radar, kind of. Yeah, I don't know. But how. like, um, you know, his stuff with Ozzy was amazing. Mm-hmm. But Badlands was just off the chart I mean I need to get more familiar uh, with his Badlands stuff especially that first record really that that thing will level you really I'm telling you it's insane that's too cool but yeah that guy he he does not get the recognition he deserves mm-hmm. I don't think mm-hmm. no that's true that and, new album was great too yeah oh yeah yeah the new album the that Red he did. Dragon Cartel yeah. Thing. oh yeah yeah, yeah. No, I got that now they keep replacing different <laughs> <laughs> this is like a, a comedy thing with me now I was like, I'm pretty sure by the time they got to Rocklahoma, they would have imploded. Hmm. But they, even after that, I think they're on their fourth one in like, what, two months? What, is it a singer? Yeah, or, a singer. Really? They they kicked Bass the one player, guy out. singers. 
They kicked one guy out. Really? And then they got another guy in, but... It, <laughs> this is on YouTube. I'm not making this up. Like, he... the They went out and played... God, what two songs did he get mixed up? Oh, crap. Um, it's like the, the Quiet Riot deal. They started playing The Ultimate Sin, <laughs> and he's saying the words to Now You See It, Now You Don't. Oh, no. Over the whole thing. And, like, Jakey Lee's over there looking at him like, what are you doing? And the guy never figured it out, and... He was out of there, and then they got another guy, and then the other day they announced they got another guy. So I'm just like, "What is Have going on?" Have you guys on? seen that Quiet Riot documentary? No, I heard that is amazing. You've, yeah. You watch it tonight. Oh, I'm not gonna spoil it, it for you, but yeah, they 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 had to try some different singers. Really? Out yeah, I I uh, heard an interview with Frankie Benali, and yeah. I just I got to see this because you, you did. You guys are going to see him this weekend, right? We, we are. are. Yeah. yeah. We are. Who's or, singing for him now? I forgot. Jizzy Pearl. Jizzy Pearl. Oh, Jizzy's back. Yeah. Love, hey. Oh, that's right. Well, where, where, where are they playing at? Uh, Saturday in Pacola, uh, Oklahoma. That's where Warren's That's where I playing. saw Tesla. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw Tesla there about early this year. I think how is, uh, how's Jeff's voice doing? Oh, great. Is he, okay, great. I mean, there's... I say great. I mean, I know he's older, <laughs> right, but I'm yeah. talking like... Like Edison's he, medicine, it's a little... A little rough. You know, at points, but for the most part, everything. Yeah. Yeah. He's adapted to it. You know who else I liked was uh, Tim Kelly from Slaughter. Yeah, yeah. He was I know really he, good. he wasn't like just, you know, shredder guy, but I thought he had a. I, I liked his style. Yeah, yeah. He was never lauded as a. But yeah, he was really good. Yeah. God, I forgot about that guy. Yeah. It's been so long. I had that live album. So I think it was called Stick It Live. Yeah. It's pretty wicked on there. It, and I think you mentioned Warren Demartini earlier, mm-hmm. and you mentioned something about how back then it was like who was the fastest and stuff. Sure. And we all loved it, and it was all like blew our minds. But like now, if I listen to it, and like when I when I've seen Rat, I mean that guy is just so good, and it's not because it's speed. I mean he's just got some really like efficient and tasteful yes. stuff. Right. It's just you yeah, know it's you, him. when you said that. I yeah. just I, that. You know, what's amazing about all those guys, you know, your George Lynch's and your Jakey Lee's and your Warren Martinis, I mean, all those guys, like, hung out together. Yeah. You know, there were times, <laughs> oh, I think, yeah. they were all, like, living in, you know, in different apartments and teaching teaching each other chops. And Well, who taught who? Did George teach Warren or and vice versa? I forget versa? the whole story, but I'm sure you can probably look it up online. But Google I th- it's like I want to think that Jakey Lee was showing Warren or Warren. Oh, I forget how all of it went down. But. And did George almost become Ozzy's player? Yes. Yeah. Wow. And then George that. also, well, George taught in Randy's school. That's right. You know, his, his, back when he was on the road with Ozzy. So then they had a replacement, had George Lynch in there. Hmm. And then you had, of course, Jakey Lee. Then he, you know, yeah. it's like. And all those guys would like hang out and they knew each other, so it was like they were all kind of just learning off yeah. each other, you know. That'd be a I think fly, that'd be kind of easy. No, yeah. no doubt, man. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there was a lot of, a lot of, a lot of drunken times for yeah. those guys. <laughs> yes. They were pretty young back then. But yeah. Um, the drummers too. I mean, it's like I always wanted to play the drums. Yeah, know? yeah. So I just thought the drums were cool. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. one would ever buy me a set when I was young. You know? Yeah, I like, I like to pretend I'm good, but I'm not. But it's fun. Yeah, you probably play drums more than you play guitar now, right? Yeah. Really? Well, yeah, not lately, but no. most of the time, it's I usually go out and play my drums instead. Wow. Of, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I, I remember being young and just. Even though I wanted, I, I didn't know what I wanted. I just wanted to be in a band. Yeah. You know, I didn't care if it was a yeah. guitar player, bass player, 
singer, drummer, but I would just air drum all the time to <laughs> all of those songs, and I would know exactly the beats, the dug, yeah. all that stuff, the all the, the fills, where the right. chinas were, right. where, you know, <laughs> yes. where the chinas are, the floor yes. toms, all that stuff, you know. That's right. That's right. And I loved that stuff. And I would just sit there and just air drum for hours. I remember my girlfriend would pick me up and I'd have drumsticks with me. Yes. And I'd put it in the tape and I would sit there and air drum it in the car. <laughs> How long did she stay with you? <laughs> Probably not very long. But yeah, I, I always air drum in the car. I don't sing or anything. It's always air drumming in the yeah, car. Right. On the steering wheel. Right. Yeah. I learned how to play kick drum with my left leg because you got to keep your right leg on the gas pedal. Yeah, yeah, so you, right. that's you a know. good. That's a good practice. Yeah, too. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Right on. That's cool. <laughs> well, you got any other anything you're dying to know? I don't think so. Gosh, What's your favorite Kiss album? My favorite Kiss album. Well, I'm gonna say. I want to say "Lick It Up" is my favorite album, and nice. a lot of people, nice. a lot of people think "Creatures yeah. of the Night" is the better album, and, and I don't know. I think if you put that album cover on that album, people would probably like "Creatures of, or the "Lick It Up" songs. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If you, yeah. would, I, I don't know, it's something about "Creatures of the Night" is a great album, and I like "Revenge" too. And that's just you know I, I like that I like this the quality of those songs and and, and the uh, how it's produced. Mm-hmm. A lot of the older Kiss albums I, I I really like a lot, but it's just bad production. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to get into now yeah. nowadays. Like if I go back and listen to Hotter Than Hell, although I love the album or Dress to Kill, yeah, or Destroyer for that matter, and Love Gun, they're all great albums, but the production now. Yeah, it's kind of like watching a non-HD channel. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. A little fuzzy. Right. Yeah. But Creatures and, and Lick It Up and Revenge still hold up as far as quality. Yeah. As, as, uh, I mean, Lick It Up has some really awesome songs yeah. on it. Like some kind of yeah, heavy evil stuff. You know, <laughs> dance all over your face. And, and on the eighth day... All Gene songs were great on that, yeah. and, uh, and of course Paul Stanley had that exciter, and Vinnie Vincent was just—he was just balls to the wall on that thing. Yeah. You know the way he played is just like razor blades, yeah. man. Was, you yeah. guys see that cat over there? Yeah, Vinnie Vincent. That's uh, That's his name. He he lives. Yes. His name. It's awesome. But yeah, Lick It Up was uh, definitely my favorite album because that was back when—that was back like. When Shout the Devil just came out, yeah, there was this whole just music gathering of you just li- all I did was listen to music and it was Fast Ways Out came out and then Shout the Devil, yeah, li- you had Lick It Up and then you had Wasp's album came out. And, you know, of course, Quiet Riot <laughs> kind of started all that with yeah. Metal Health and there was just a lot of a lot of cool albums to listen to and I just remember just. Every night, you know, I would just have those my Walkman on and have, you know, that Lick It Up album on and, you know, All Hell's Breaking Loose and yeah. all that. You know, it was just a cool album. It's really right dug on. it. Right on. I like that you say that because most diehard fans, it's just instantly one of the Yeah, one of the first albums four albums yeah. or whatever. And then, you I know. I always just uh, love the 80s stuff and Revenge is probably my favorite of any of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Revenge is a beast. Mm-hmm. It is. Love that record. Yeah. It's, a very, it's a very polished album and, of mm-hmm. course, it's, you know. Bob, who did Destroyer, yeah. you know, you know, you can listen to a lot of the older stuff and still, 
and you, you just kind of fall into that time, especially nowadays. You put on, you know, the remastered stuff, and you got some really good headphones, and you yeah. just get destroyer. It's like you hear stuff like, yeah. "Wow, really?" You, you can hear the fingers like sliding on the frets. <laughs> yeah, yeah like exactly. That. Or you so hear cool. like this little guitar doing something, and that you never could hear before when you were younger yeah. playing the album on a record player, you know. <laughs> right. But yeah, some like there's a lot of good albums out there, but I just really like the kind of the better produced albums myself and you know, take it for all it's worth. I just like the more modern sound now, you know, as opposed to like something in seventy three. Yeah. You, know, you put on that first album here you know strutter and it's like yeah, yeah. You know, it sounds almost like a garage band or something. it yeah. kind of sounds like to me it's like far away a little bit <laughs> yeah i mean i love it but i know i know exactly what you mean like you see the old like black sabbath videos you yeah know, of, like paranoid or iron man it's like <laughs> yeah it's like very hippie-ish and yeah you know like they just put a couple mics around them and then recorded the album, you know, and they got this little cheap drum set, yeah, and they're well, all just kind of banging away on them. And, you know, all that stuff, you know, it was like, it was recorded in 1971, and it took three days to do it, because, just like you said, they just put up a few mics, you know, they only have like, you know, here's 200 bucks. Right. You know? Right. And they probably had, the, the mixing board had these big old, like, you know, lost in space, you know, yes. knobs on there, and he's like, turned them, and okay, uh, here's the treble, and... Uh, here's the main volume over here. And then, of course, they had the big old reel-to-reel yeah. stuff, you know. Exactly. And... Yeah. That's great. Good stuff, though. I collected many, many albums. I mean, my record collection, my cassette collection was just... It was oh, just yeah. Oh, the cassettes. Off the charts, Jeez. man. I mean, I had everything. You still yeah. have it? I Did don't. You did you ever Dude. wear your cassettes out to where you'd put it in and it would just squeak? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. I would do that on my, uh, oh, God, any Metallica tape I had. Uh-huh. And, like, uh, yeah, I, I think I had the Poison Swallow This Live the tape. <laughs> oh, yeah. My Two tapes, right? You have to put a little bit of baking, baking. I uh, see. I didn't know baking that. Baking powder, right? Really? Mine was, baking uh, powder on I never there. knew that. I never heard that. Why Mine else? was Dawkin Beast from the East. That that was the one that I made squeak eventually. Yes. I played that thing over You're supposed and to over. put a little bit of baking powder on there and kind of... I didn't know. ...will it through, you know. I think I still have that tape out the there. tape you put it in just Yeah, you kind of put it like there in the tape and then the tape will pull it, some of that stuff in and you can have to... You know, with your finger or the pencil, you know. Yeah, pencil. Pen. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sounds like voodoo witchcraft to me. You right. it, you're supposed to stick it back in there, and it was supposed to work. Of well, course. I'm, I'm busting out some of my old cassettes later. That's it. <laughs> <I'll give> me- <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Golly, man. Well, I had a good time, man. Thanks, guys, for yeah, yeah, being here. Yeah, Yeah, this was great. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate you doing it for sure. Now, how how often do you guys put this out? Every every month, every week. So far, we've done one a week. Yeah, one oh, a week. Really. Yeah. We just yep. put one out Wednesday, Tuesday, yesterday, but we'll oh. probably put this one out like by Thursday or something. Oh, cool. So we don't really have a set schedule. Yeah, this is yeah. only the seventh. Whenever it seventh pops one, up. Yeah. When are you guys playing next? You should. July third at okay. Elephant Run. Yeah. Right on. And what the cool thing about that is it's a Friday, it's, but a lot of people have that day off because yes. the July 4th it runs on a Saturday. Right. Right. So hopefully we can get some people out that day yeah. and then they can enjoy the 4th of July That's right. without a band. 
<laughs> and all, all the bands playing July 4th just got mad at you. <laughs> right. Well, Rocket Science, July 3rd at the Elephant Run. That's right. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. And is that a free show? Yes. yes. Wasn't it free last time you yes. played? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. That's even, that makes it even more yes. enticing right. to some people. Cool. Yeah, which cool. I don't know why people won't pay six or eight bucks to see a band, but yeah. anyway. <laughs> That's two beers, man. Right. Yeah. One beer at some places. Right. They'll pay 40 bucks to go see a movie in a theater seat. Right. So they shouldn't. Fork over eight bucks for you guys. <laughs>